You're listening to the audio portion of Workshop Wednesdays. Workshop Wednesdays is a free live discussion about topics affecting accountants, bookkeepers, and business owners. You can join the ABO group in Facebook to participate live Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Just search for ABBO in Facebook. This podcast is brought to you by SchoolofBookkeeping.com, where you will learn, grow, and build a thriving bookkeeping practice. We have hundreds of lessons with almost every aspect of the industry. Start your free month today at SchoolofBookkeeping.com. Welcome to another Workshop Wednesday brought to you by SchoolofBookkeeping.com, which is casual conversations for serious workflows. Like that little caption there. Let me start a little tagline here. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So today, actually joining us is uh, we're graced by Matthew Fulton of uh, is it, I always get it wrong. Is it Pathway Parkway? Pathway. Parkway Business Solutions, but primarily QB Community Live, the Facebook group. But yes, uh, thank you for joining us. We're honored that uh, this is your first live stream for in in quite a while. So I appreciate you. Uh, that's using this as a uh, was here, man. <laughs> Try to get used to doing this again. So <laughs> keep me back into fighting weight. Thank you. All right, you look good. Hey. Talk a little bit about you, man, as far as the, your QB community live and, and the projects that you got working on. Just to, for those that don't know, who the heck is this guy? Thank you. So after uh, basically taking a, about a year and a half off, trying to reset myself, figure out. I think a lot of accounts out there have been starting to feel burnt out, that type of thing. And I ran into it pretty quickly. So I took some time off to readjust and find where I want to be recentered and been coming back, focusing back into the QB Community Live group to build that up. Love working with community, helping share knowledge with others. So that's a cornerstone for me. And then I'm also doing a lot of work with different app companies to try to help them better connect with the accounting community and making sure that the stuff they're doing, connecting to accounting apps is correct. For example, LedgerSync is what I've been working with some time now and helping some of the stuff they're doing on the back end. What is, what is LedgerSync for those that don't know? Good question. So LedgerSync is, it's a great application that basically gives you a unified dashboard for all of your, as an accountant, for all your different clients' accounts, bank accounts, financial accounts, so forth. So you log in there, have your clients connect, and it pulls in all your statements, your transactions, and for the institutions that allow it to check images as well. So you're not having to log in back and forth to all these different locations all the time. It's all secured in one place. You can have your team members in there, so you're not having to share passwords that way. It's just a major time saver that way, trying to fetch all this data. Love it. We've been working with them for years. Yeah, we actually used it for a short while. Um, it was desktop, so it was a while ago. Desktop especially, it's a no-brainer with desktop. Love it. So it's so staying in the accounting realm. I love this environment. I love what I do and just finding new and exciting ways to chase my passion instead of just chasing clients all the time. Good deal. And you had created a really nice video about the topic that we're going to be talking about today, the QuickBooks pricing updates or pricing changes. And, and I reached out to you and said, hey, like, why don't we just, why don't you just come on the workshop and we'll just, we'll just join, link arms and unpack it, unpack it together. Yeah. Since you, you have a good understanding as to what the changes are, the dates and everything. So I appreciate you 
being so gracious to join us here today. Thanks again for, for joining us here. So Thanks. you have a, a link. You have a you have a link that we could share for for the video for those that, that might want to yeah. review Matt's take on the pricing game. I'll grab that and uh, yeah, we'll get that over to you in just one quick second here. It's on my okay. primary profile, but yeah, we can definitely get that shared over. Okay, perfect. So this is what we're talking about here today. Is this seems to be a, a an annual conversation, right? Where and it's not it's not limited to to QuickBooks, right? We're fielding a lot of these conversations with other apps that, that we're working with. And maybe when you started with a company, working with a company, you were in a really great plan. And a lot of them are now going, yeah, we've changed our prices five times since then. We're kicking you out of the, uh, the legacy account that you were in, but this is now a com seems to be a yearly conversation that, uh, that we're having about the, the QuickBooks online pricing changes. So we want to unpack that and see, and really just talk about uh, how that impacts companies. So let's go ahead. We have a blog here on, on global keeping where we've broken it down uh, by product type, because it's not just QuickBooks online. It ha does have to deal with payroll and in payments, which is, which was, I didn't realize that that was coming either. And that seems to be on looking at it from my perspective, that seems to be the biggest change. Would you agree, agree Matt? Yeah, I do. And so one thing I always like to say when it comes like these pricing increases as somebody that's worked on trying to develop my own app at one point in time, and then working with different companies, there is a reason they have to do this. Like software development is not cheap. It takes time and energy and time and money and money and time, time to do these things. So these increases, it's because look, there's increases all the way across. So the software side of it, we actually saw pretty minimal increases this year. And I agree more on the payments plan structure is where we saw a lot of the changes. Yeah. So let's go through the QuickBooks online pricing changes, which seem pretty straightforward. It only seems to be essentials and plus and self-employed. Do you, do you deal a lot with, with self-employed in, in your practices or? No, we've had some people that started off with self-employed, but we've always been excited to see when we're able to help them evolve their business up into a higher level product, trying to really get them into more of the simple, smart or essentials where they can start tracking more aspects of their business. So yeah, we've I, avoided self-employed at this time. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's a pretty common from the accounting per perspective, accountant and bookkeeper, right? You can't even reconcile the account, right? Yeah. That's like a, that's like a deal breaker for a lot of accountants. Gary, do you agree with? If you can't reconcile, that's, then you've just had garbage. That's, you can't. You nailed it. That's how you really there. feel. <laughs> Too much room for error. You've got to know. If you've got duplicate entries, which can happen, we're talking about using apps like LedgerSync, but things happen and you get the same a bank connection will fail and you get duplicates and things like that. You've got to be able to balance that out and make sense of it. It's just the nature of the beast. And so what I find is with Simple Start, is starting at least there, that evolution of a business is so easy. It's just a click change and you can upgrade and add new features on. So yeah. that's, again, why we well, need hire ones. Except for self-employed. So self-employed never had a really good pathway to, to upgrade. 
it was either you, there, there was a point in time where you could click update, upgrade, and it would go into the QBO ecosystem, but it, it was hit or miss. It was more of just reconnect the bank feeds and start over. Larry, let's start over. But those are increasing as far as a monthly price increase. It makes, it's real easy to, it's five bucks right across the board. With the exception of simple start in advance, right? They're so, leaving everything uh, with a zero on the end. 20, 30, 40. So, till next year, pretty much. Till next year. We have this conversation next year. Yep. Right. So as far as the dates of when this is happening, so August 1st, new subscriptions will, will see the new pricing. September 1st. So if your billing starts, if you're a current subscriber, your billing will increase after. September 1st. So always the question is why August 1st? Where did this date come in? Oh, I know uh, that. Yeah. Go ahead, Carrie. Can I answer? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> that is into its fiscal year. So yeah. most everybody is 1231 is their ending. January 1 will be their beginning of their fiscal year. But in and in, into its land, it's August 1st. So all the big changes is they say happy new year and Things like that, because that's their new, that's their tax year. That's a new, yeah, that's their new fiscal year. So we do have a link to the, the Intuit firm of the future article here. So if you do have a question about that, that's more directed towards Intuit, you can certainly check that out here off our blog. So annual pricing, there is a, there is an increase across the board for those that are impacted by this price increase. So you can see that. That, that play out here. So that brings up an interesting option, right? So if you are a current subscriber and you're on monthly billing, if you do switch to annual billing, right? Before the price increase, you could feasibly get in on today's pricing for a year, at least to try to avoid the price increase, at least for a year, there's a, a an option there, right? Uh, but do it now before, before it increases. The challenge of the, of that is that if you're in a promotional pricing, like if you're in your first year, by doing that, you're going to typically lose the promotional pricing when you switch to, to annual. So that's one option that you have to maybe save for, deal, a, couple more. Save for a little bit. Because you actually do get a 10% discount on the annual pricing, but you're actually avoiding the disc, you're getting a discount on that. And you're also avoiding the price increase until the next renewal time, which would potentially be a year from now. And a key thing, which you touched base on is if you do, even if you have promotional pricing now, that will still be honored through the end of that promotional pricing, even with these changes. So as the changes occur that promotional pricing stays the same until that runs out. And then any right. pricing would take effect on everything we're talking about today. Yeah. But that unless your base you price. To, unless you right, make your, a change. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. To be real careful. If you change it from monthly to annual, you have to be careful. Or flavors. If you change from, you know, upgrade, you can lose that promotion. Great point. Great point. So then payroll is another area that, they started to do some changing this year as well, right? This one was, I found was a little bit more 
a little bit more complicated unless you slow down and read it, right? The because basically the core pricing, what they did is they they changed the price per employee at the core pricing, but the on the premium it was the base that changed. So core starts at forty five for the core amount, and then your per employee price what is currently five dollars per employee. That's changing to still the same 45, but your per employee will be $6 per employee per month. And then the premium, the premium has a base, current base of 75. That base is going up to $80, but the per employee at $8 per month does not change at all. And then elite, no changes on that whatsoever. That stays the same. Yeah. So big takeaway there is that advanced advanced the top tiers right between payroll and quickbooks online are not changing uh, at all it just the other lower levels of both payroll and quickbooks online are with the exception of simple start but yeah in in core it's the it's just the employee whereas the payroll it's it's just the base i'm sorry and the premium excuse me so what is your what is your thought on the strategy there, man, as far as uh, these two different changes? What, what I'm looking at is, okay, now if I compare premium payroll to, to core, now my per employee charge is really only $2 difference. And if I do have time tracking, because that includes the time, time tracking feature, really that's only $2 for, for each employee for time tracking. I think that's exactly what they're trying to do is they're trying to slowly, I want to say, create the prices or get the prices somewhat closer together where the value add of going up to premium is just a no brainer because that time tracking capability, you know, when you start combining the QuickBooks time with QuickBooks payroll and QuickBooks online, that functionality, it just saves a lot of time trying to process it. Ah, no pun. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Time and money. So yeah. from that side, I think that's definitely where they're going with it. I also feel that that per employee price, if you go too much higher per employee, that people notice that faster. So I think that's why that the, at the higher ones that didn't change as much because that can rack up quickly. If you've got 15, 20 employees, that's a much bigger increase from that side. Yeah. And that's always been my, my thought about the upper tiers of the payroll is that this per employee charge is whether or not they're time tracking or not. Yeah. So if you have 20 employees and only 10 of them need to track their time, that value somewhat diminishes because on with core and be another time tracking system would have been, would be more economical for me, even though it's not bundled in, it, it loses some of the luster of the value when it's not being used by half your employees, for example. Yeah. And unless you start using it for stuff like projects and you're trying to actually allocate even just those 10 people, where's their time? What's that expense? And if you're tagging it to a specific client and a specific project, that's a huge win by using the QuickBooks time portion of it. There are other time tracking apps that you can do some of this with, but it's just not as efficient. It just really isn't because they don't have the same access to the projects area as an API. You have to it has to be done completely different where you have to create it first and then pull it over to a different time tracking app. Yeah. That's, uh, that, 
the more that things are integrated, the more you can get out of the QuickBooks when you're bundling those things. We, we love payments. We love the, some of the payroll functionality, but yeah, it's uh, that, that is where Intuit has a distinct advantage because they can play with the API more so than, um, what, uh, what other apps can work with. They're sucking us into the Intuit sphere, as I like to call it. So the dates wise, same so concept the, on that. August, like you're sorry, the August to September 1st is, are those magical dates again. Your August 1st is going to be it. Basically, August 1st is almost always everything that's client build on that side. So your, mm-hmm. your payroll core changes client build subscriptions August 1st and the premium client base subscription. September 1st is anything that's being accountant build is where that change happens. Now this one was, uh, this was a, a sneak in here that I didn't, yep. this little, they're introducing an annual billing for customers who have client build subscription. They can switch to annual for billing percent for billing and subscription. Yes. Cause it's in the payroll section. Payroll. Yeah. Okay. That doesn't make sure. sense to me because payroll is typically I'm payroll sure. is. I'm not sure how that's going to play out. Right. Because monthly, because employees, they add, they subtract mid annual. I'm not sure how that's going to play out with well, an annual billing. If it's just the base monthly fee, that would work. It's the, the per employee. There's no way that could be annual. That would have to just be as going. Might be a hybrid. Yeah. It would be a two billing thing. So that's, I like that. Sounds like a reconciliation nightmare. <laughs> you know what happens My when you add, word, but add or fire if you add yeah. or fire an employee mid-annual billing cycle what happens right do you get it i don't think that I, unless i'm missing something i think that the employee thing would not be annual that would be yeah separate employee but, i've no. already paid for you for the whole year in quickbooks so i'm just gonna have to keep you on yeah that part's right. annual yeah you, you can't leave now we already paid for you. <laughs> you're going to give your two and a half months notice because we're still, you're still paid for. <laughs> I wonder if that's in oh, here. Geez. Let's see. This is the FA outward. Let me get to you. Here we go. Discounts. Yeah. So there's not much about that. Come here. You're on the FAQs on the firm of the teacher. Just talking about annual billing. Right? Who paid for their own subscriptions. There's an asterisk, so it's, it's usually down at the bottom. Limit time discounts were subject to additional terms of addition. Uh, yeah. So no answer there on the FAQ. If any Intuit employees are listening or watch, we would like a little bit See, more. Landon's, agree- Landon's agreeing with me. <laughs> I think we'll pull back up on this and put some comments on it because that was something I was... I, I totally missed that one as well. So good catch. It'll be an interesting one. See how it's that, just the, that, how that played that. Say, I, I just yeah. know I'm right there. So the biggest area I think is the next one, right? Is the, that merchant processing and mm-hmm. all of that. This is where everybody I feel needs to pay the most attention to it. And most specifically ACH. I, I will say that when I looked at the pricing that their new pricing that they'll be doing, and I try to compare it to a Stripe, a Square, and a PayPal. 
Intuit pricing is still coming in just below everybody else's to where they obviously did their research onto that side. They're inching a little bit closer, but they're still below. The ACH though, that's the area, depending on how it's set up, where your pricing could dramatically increase. Yeah. So let's go down to the standard rates so that you can, so that we play that, unpack this. And that, this was another one of those annual billings that kind of just not in here with, with little fan air, but it has huge duplication. So we have the standard rates. Some of the things across the board, the per transaction fee is being eliminated. There was a monthly option, which would give you lower rates for the monthly fee that's being eliminated. So simplification of the transactional fees is definitely what's driving all of this as far as, uh, what, what options are available. Then now we have really two, right? You have the pay as you go standard rates, or you have the pay as you go, uh, pro advisor preferred pricing, which is if you have a pro pro advisor refer, refer your account, then you get lower rates off of that. So. Yeah, the big thing there is the the invoicing ACH, right? So currently it's 1% with a maximum of $10. New pricing for existing customers, that max is now being increased to $15. If you're charging somebody an ACH of $5,000, the maximum you would pay today would be $10 on that, on that ACH. That would be increased to $15 for existing customers, but new prices for new customers as of September 1st, it's just a flat 1%. So if it's $5,000, that fee is now 50, 50 bucks. Yeah. So to That's stress, a- and like you just said, and to stress this part, what this is a hundred percent saying is as of September 1st, if somebody brand spanking new comes in that has never had a merchant processing account. They come in and connect, they would be that cap would go away and it would be a 1% for whatever charges they go through per transaction. If they already have an account, they've been, they're already connected now, that max becomes at 15, like you said. So the only way around this is if you bring on, let's say, a client as an accountant comes to you. And they set up their own merchant processing after that September 5th. They can connect to your accountant. They can run through you, basically your ProAdvisor program. But both you and the client will have to call Intuit Merchant Processing to make that request for, to, for that change, of course. So we've, and we've talked about this in a prior workshop where we where we've talked about the new account, getting this half, half created QuickBooks account, just as part of the whole setup interview process, where of course, by doing that now you're, you're getting, you're opting into the standard rates at that point. So you definitely want, if you're working with an accountant or if you are an accountant and working with a client, you'll, you could be a lifesaver, especially if they are potentially going to be using ACH to saving them a lot of money, which could potentially offset these other increases (laughs) that are up here, right? So if they're doing high volume ACH transactions, 
that, that will definitely cover the cost of the pricing increase by saving them some funds there. And we have on school bookkeeping, we have, we, have, we love payments. We love QuickBooks payments because it's a big time savers. The doing your billing and your bookkeeping at the same time is a phenomenal time savings, right? So after you send the payment or send the invoice, you're pretty much done, right? With, especially with QuickBooks online, because it'll create the payment for you. It'll process the fees. It'll automatically reconcile the transaction. It pretty much after you send it, set it, forget it type of thing. Those things, they should be automatic. Doesn't mean that they are, but we have, we have a QuickBooks payments course that's available. It's totally free to, to review. Um, and if you are an accountant or if you are a, a client and you would like to participate or opt into these uh, pro advisor preferred pricing, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. Notice it's still capped at, at the maximum of $10 from here, right? So even um, you know, those changing over, like if you were brand new, definitely do this. And then the existing ones, you really can't change those types of things, especially if you've been using it for, for quite some time, you want to catch it pretty early, but if you're brand new and you want to opt in to the pro advisor preferred pricing, these are, these are significantly less than the standard rates, especially with the, with the ACH. Matt, you would agree with that? Yeah. So when it comes to even just the merchant processing, it's Across the board, it's almost 0.2 below everything otherwise. You know, the card reader is 2.5 for the standard margin processing outside of us. We've got 2.3. The Keaton's 3.5. We've got 3.3. Invoice card wise is 2.99 for everybody else. We're at 2.8. So you're saving money there. And then the ACH, like you said, that it's a no brainer that the max of a $10, because it's so easy to hit that $10 max. So easy. Um, the one, so one question I've had a lot of people ask me is, Hey, how do I know which of these plans I'm currently on? Where can I look mm -hmm. and try to find what, what I'm currently paying? Um, the best answer, maybe you guys have a different answer, but the best answer I've had is inside your QuickBooks online company file, you can go into the gear icon, go to your company settings, go to payments, and you'll be able to see your statements right there, pull up a statement and look at what your charges are on there to be able to evaluate where, what you're being charged in comparison to what you're seeing as these current rates, it's going to be one of the fastest ways to really figure out what kind of change you need to make. Yeah. It doesn't list out there standard versus pro advisor, but you can see based off of comparing your statement to what you see here in, in our blog or on online, you can determine, okay, if I see 2.9% for an invoiced transaction. Okay. Then I know I'm on the the pro advisor, as opposed to, and that, that was a bad example. It's the same <laughs> keyed in, right? So we'll go with the keyed in option and keyed in is, it's not necessarily keyed in, right? Like the recurring transactions are actually considered to be the keyed in rate rather Great than point. invoice. So if you have a recurring transaction where you're recurring billing, for a subscription or something like that would be considered the keyed in rate versus the invoice because the risk is still there, right? Is even though yeah. you have it saved and it's, it's PCI compliant and you can't see the credit card number, there's 
things of that nature. Anything could have happened between the last time it was charged till now. The risk is the further you are from actually holding the card, it gets a little more riskier of a transaction. So they have to pay for that, for that risk. They roll that risk into the transaction fees because as we talked a couple of weeks ago, there could be a dispute and then there's a potential dispute process, yep. which I am currently undergoing with, with my situation, <laughs> with my client that I charged twice on the same day legitimately, but I still needed to prove that. Yeah, Not they even have a new dispute protection also, don't they? That yeah, they're offering. Yeah. Yeah. We did talk about that also a couple of weeks as well. So there's the dispute protection where you pay an additional 0.99% on every transaction, but then you don't have to, you don't have to prove that your charge was legitimate or not. They'll just, uh, they'll just pay it and, uh, and you move on. So moral of the story is if you have these recurring invoices, get them all over to ACH. It's obviously going to be able to save money at the lot. It's going to save you money until there's a dispute. Good. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility. Or, yeah, a, bounced, or a bounced ACH. ACH are not my preferred method because it takes, it just, yeah, if it, if they disputed it, it's, it's ugly. So it's much cleaner when and you're dealing you, with You that. have that nasty needs attention alert on your dashboard that you have to figure out how to correct just oh, because have, it's a, a dispute. Yep. We've done that too. So one of the things actually that was brought up in the meeting when we first learned about these upcoming changes was the fact that Intuit is actively working and improving the process behind the scenes of how you interact with your merchant accounts. So making that switch over from a client subscribed one to an accountant version, they're expecting by end of, end of their fiscal year, end of this year, that process is supposed to be dramatically improved. So you don't have to sit, you're not calling them on the phone with the client saying, hey, blah, 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 blah. So in the future months, we should see improvements to that for sure. And is there, and, and I missed, because I was looking at the, at the blog itself, you were saying, is there a time limit on of switching those, those things over? Like how yeah, long was shared with us? So it's a good question that we'd have to follow back up on, but they didn't share that with us. They did. Somebody had been set up for six months and then they came into you. Fundamentally, what we, what I heard will reconfirm is you can still bring them over at any point in time. That process it it's not easy peasy like super fast and like slick yet maybe it will be improved but if they're doing a lot of processing and it's a great value add for the client you both have to be on that same phone call with the intuit merchant processing to to make it happen so take some doing it does take some doing appreciate you joining us today matt it was really really great to have your insight carrie any final thoughts on anything that we've talked about here today I think this just really really gives highlight to how valuable a pro advisor can be to their client with that special pricing. So hopefully people have picked up on that that piece as well. Amen. All right. Thanks again for joining us, Matt, and thank you all for for tuning in. We are going to take a little bit of a break because on the weekly workshop, but yeah, because uh, I'll be somewhere in the Pacific. My son is 
um, he's in the Navy and he's invited me to join him on an aircraft carrier for a few days. And on top of that, we have scaling new heights, which I won't be able to go to. I will be there. I'll be there. Yeah. We'll we'll pick this back up uh, uh, after the 4th of July. We'll see you in a few weeks with the workshop and you all have a great day. We'll see you next time. Thanks Thanks for joining Matt. Everyone have a good week. Thank you.